Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. In my last episode, Be a Lighthouse, Not a Buoy, I talked about leadership and taking a stance, let people know what you're for. And in this episode, I'm going to take a stance. This is probably going to make a few people mad at me, but I want you to hear me out because I am really taking from the mindset of Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So when I use the terms rich and poor, it's not monetarily speaking, it's a mindset. So please hear me out and listen to my own story of how I acted like a poor person mentally and how it harmed me. My wife and I have five kids, which many of you already know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. The oldest is almost 16. He's always eating. I have three other boys coming up the line, and my daughter, who is perfect. (laughs) No, but she eats too. We all eat. And so we need more refrigeration than just a single unit because we fill it up and when you open up either side, things fly out. That's not something that anyone enjoys. A second refrigerator would be great. We've been checking some out. We've been watching on Facebook, Craigslist. We've also wanted to get a freezer, a chest freezer for the basement. That's all we wanted to do here. And in any other non-COVID year, that would not be a problem. Matter of fact, before we came to Pennsylvania, we sold our chest freezer and we wanted something 10 to 15 cubic feet would be perfect. And then we'd have a refrigerator and some backup freezer space. So that's all we wanted to do. We just wanted more space. So we were looking at a refrigerator. We thought we had one picked out and we keep popping around on Facebook and lo and behold, there it is, the 20 cubic feet Deep Freezer Stand-Up Edition. Not the one that's on its side, but it's standing up. The one of my wife's dreams. And it was only $400. Awesome. It's 45 minutes away from our house. We called up the gentleman. He's Spanish, so I had trouble understanding him. But I was able to deduce from our conversation, he seemed really nice, that the freezer works. Matter of fact, he had it plugged in overnight. He told me it froze a bowl of water. It was cold enough. We're all good. So I said, great. I'll come over tomorrow. And he had been saving it. There was multiple people that wanted the freezer. And he held it for us because we had interest. And he seemed like a good guy. And so we went down there the next day. And when we saw the freezer, it was plugged in, opened it up. And the water bowl was sort of frozen. It wasn't all the way frozen. And he had said a story that, yeah, he got it for his daughter, but it didn't fit. It was too tall for her basement. So he just wanted to sell it and he got her something else. I said, that's that's really nice of you. Uh, So why doesn't the water freeze? Oh, it was frozen. It was a hot day, so it must have melted when we had the door open a few times. I said, okay, that's believable. But it's blinking. There's no temperature readout on the top. And he tells us that there's a 9-volt battery that has to be replaced for that to work properly, and once it's in there, the freezer will be just fine. I said, okay. Teresa had put a little uh, refrigerator thermometer gauge in there to check it out, and it was reading about 30, 35 degrees at that point, and that's a little bit high. 
And I just sized up the guy, the way he interacted with me on the phone, the fact that he had saved it from other people getting it. I just had a good feeling. I'm usually a very good judge of character. And so she was a little bit sketchy about it. And she said, what should we do? And he told us it's only a couple year old unit. So what's the worst that could happen? We bring it home. Maybe we hire a repairman and has to do a touch up on it. And it costs us $100, but we get a $400 freezer, a little bit of fixing. And it's still worth it because they cost over a thousand brand new and you can't even get them. They're literally back ordered. So I said, wow, let's, let's just do it. I mean, I have a good feeling about this guy. I'm sure it's fine. We just get the battery and we're off. So I told the guy, I said, you know, I trust you. I'm not even going to haggle with you on price. Here you go. Here's $400. He helped me carry it down to the car, loaded it. Off we go. Stop on the way home to get a battery, nine volts. Get home, plug it in. I'm a cleaner. So I've got to completely disinfect the entire thing, spending over an hour on this freezer on top of the half a day in driving there buying it, bringing it home, carrying it into the house, setting it up, now disinfecting it. I have a lot of time invested into this $400 freezer, and I'm kind of hoping it's going to work because there's some doubts creeping in. Teresa has her sixth sense. She felt it kind of beeping, but yet she ignored that feeling because she wanted the freezer, and so did I. I really believe it would work. It takes 24 hours for a freezer to come up the temperature, so we let it sit overnight and cool down. In the middle of the night, four or five o'clock, I wake up to a beeping alarm. It's the freezer, and it's beeping at me. The alarm says, not warm enough, essentially. I look at the temperature. It's at 27 degrees. Open the freezer, and the water we put in there, it is freezing because it's below 32 degrees Fahrenheit, but it's not frozen. A freezer like this needs to get to zero. It got to 27. All right, I turn the alarm off, go back to bed, wake up, 28, goes up to 29, open it, it goes to 30, 31, oh boy. I play with that sucker the next day, off and on, wasting more time getting it down to 27 again, and that's as far as it would go. So we reached out to an appliance repairman. I'm so thankful for finding one within our local Facebook moms group who did an amazing service for us. His name is Richard Ott. And if you're in the Harleysville, Pennsylvania area, I recommend this guy because he is a very trustworthy guy with integrity and he was willing to help us without charge. I had told him that many moms in the moms group had recommended him. And it's not like I knew that. My wife looked him up and she told me to call him. And in talking with him for just a few moments, he sized up the unit and he said, yeah, I'm familiar with this brand, Kenmore. They're hard to get parts for because Sears is out of business. And by the way, that freezer, it's not two to three years old like you said it was. It's 13 years old. And it sounds to me like it's got a Freon leak. I said, oh, okay, so what would that cost? Well, it's not worth keeping the freezer. It's junk. Come again? Yes, it's junk. Here's what you can do. You can pay me 85 bucks to come out, and I can charge it with Freon, and then it's going to get cold enough to freeze stuff, and within a month or two, it's going to leak out again, and you'll have to have it charged again for another $250. I said, ah, I see what you mean. It's not worth keeping. That's right, Sharpo. That wasn't what he said. I said that. Now, I feel as dumb as can be. Teresa feels as dumb as can be. Here we are. 
with a 20 cubic foot cool rolling white wardrobe. And no, you don't go inside this one and end up in a magical land with lions and witches. That's not this kind of wardrobe. This one is junk. It needs to get to the trash. And now we have to pay to get rid of something we spent $400 on. That didn't work. Teresa was furious. She reported him on Facebook. I reached out to him and let him know that, hey, the thing you sold us doesn't work. Are you able to pay us back? We want to return it. Because right now it's junk and it's taking up space in our house. He did not return our text. He did not return the message on Facebook that Teresa sent. And so she was really angry and she wanted to report him on Facebook. I said, that's fine. You can do that. And she wanted to even file some kind of a police claim. I didn't know you could do that with Facebook. I mean, we felt like we were scammed. We just felt that this guy gave us his word. He was trustworthy from what it appeared. And we were just very poor judges of character. He fooled us. And we were angry. I just said, let's just wait. We now know we have to get rid of it. Let's figure out a plan. We lost the money. Dave Ramsey calls this stupid tax. When you do something stupid, you're paying a stupid tax. $400 stupid tax is not fun to digest. I did not want to lose the money, but it was gone. I didn't think there was any way we were getting that money back. All right, now let's get to the lesson of this story. And the lesson emerged when I sent my daily accountability report to my buddy John Vandermeulen from my Total Life Freedom Mastermind. Here's what I reported to John. John, I'm a moron. Here was my day. I got nothing done for my business. Nothing that could move me forward. But I did make my wife happy and go get her a freezer, but that completely turned upside down because not only did I not invest my time in the most profitable things to do in my business that day, I invested my time and lost money that day to the tune of $400 plus an entire lost day of work plus gas money. And that adds up to at least $500 in opportunity cost because cleaning houses or offices, I can at least make $500 in a day plus plus. So that's $500 plus some gas and the lost money of 400 bucks. That puts me at around $1,000 of actual cost by making this move to get a freezer off of the unreliable Facebook marketplace. I said, John, my poor person mindset to get everything cheap actually costs me more money. He wrote back, Oh my goodness, Ken, I have done that so many times. The times when I activate my poor man's mindset and look for the cheapest deal, saving money, it always gets me in trouble. Here's the example. I looked up and found that a brand new freezer that actually is a couple years old or right off the showroom is $800 to $1,500. It would work. It would come to my house delivered with a one-year warranty. Through Facebook, I saved 600 bucks. Instead of spending $1,000, I got it for $400. So it looks like it's a good deal. 
from my poor person mindset. But there's a piece of the puzzle, of the equation that I did not account for. And Dave Ramsey talks about this as well. He calls it the risk factor. In the equations of investments, there is a beta figure that calculates or takes into account risk. When I go to a store and buy it for $1,000, get it delivered to my house, and get a one-year warranty, there's no risk. But when I go to a guy's house that I've never met who claims it works and it doesn't, and it's not two years old but 13 years old, there's significant risk. That risk has a cost. And in this case, it cost me $1,000 of lost time, of the cost of the, of the freezer unit. And in the end analysis, I spent $1,000 either way. What would I rather have done if I had it to do all over again? Dealt with a Facebook marketplace guy, driven all over the place, loaded a freezer, brought it home, wear and tear on our van, carrying it into the house, setting it up, disinfecting, dealing with appliance repair guy, buying battery, dealing with beep in the morning, and all the issues just to find out it doesn't work and that we're back at square one. Oh, and to add insult to injury, you have to pay to get rid of it. I didn't factor any of that into my original decision. Let's look more at poor person thinking. Poor person thinking keeps me out of my sweet spot and keeps me where I am long term. Wealth mentality, which is the opposite, or rich person thinking, focuses me on the 20% of the things that I could be doing with my time to invest into my business or my family to produce the most profitable result. That's what the wealth or the rich man's mindset does. It's as simple as applying the 80-20 rule. 20% of my time will account for 80% of my profits. 80% of my time will account for 20% of my profits. I chose to spend my time that day on 80% that produced very little and it cost me money. Had I spent the same time on the 20%, my guess is that I could have created $1,000, $2,000, $5,000 worth of business instead of a broken freezer. That's what I mean. And if you get the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you'll see the stark differences between Kiyosaki's rich father and his poor father. And it really doesn't have to do with the fact that one has a business and one was a professor and a job. It doesn't matter about that. It's the way that they thought. And Kiyosaki explains in that book why the rich seem to always invent money and why the rich get richer and why the poor get poorer. And again, it's not a connotation of poor and rich in money, although that's one way to track poor and rich is with money. The book Rich Dad Poor Dad is about mindset. The poor man has poor man mindset, makes poor man decisions, and ends up struggling in life and unhappy. The rich man has rich man mindset, makes rich man decisions, and ends up living a life of abundance versus poverty. And the rich man will separate from the poor man. I'm taking my stance here. You don't have to buy into anything I'm telling you. I'm simply stating 
that I do not want to be a poor man. I want to have wealth thinking. I want to have enough good things put in my brain that I can take positive actions towards a positive, productive, and profitable future. And that's not just in money, but it's in relationships. It's in my health. It's in family. It's in everything. I want to make wealthy man decisions in all of the aspects of my life. And so back to this example of the freezer. Let me just tell you that it did end up good. Because as I record this right now on my son's third birthday, happy birthday, Casey, July 13th, 2020, I went back to this gentleman's house after messaging him on Saturday, a few days after I tried him multiple times before, and this time he called me, and I talked to him over the phone, and I told him what happened, and he was very apologetic. Oh, I'm so sorry, I saw your, I didn't see your text. I was skeptical, obviously, and I explained to him, it's broken. He says, well, can you get it fixed? I said, I had the repairman look at it, and it's not fixable. It needs Freon, and oh, well, can't you get more Freon? So I explained it. Look, it's trash. I'd be glad to bring it back to you. It's it's going to cost me money to get rid of it. I just want a refund. Can you get me a refund? He said, yeah, sure. No worries. No worries. No problem. I said, great. And so I was wondering if it would actually work. And over the next couple of days, we planned a time to meet. I went down to where I bought the freezer. We met at a public place and he handed me $400 cash. I now have my 400 bucks back and I get to give it back to my wife and say, see, there are still good people out there in the world. We did not make a bad judgment on this guy. We just acted like poor people and we need to stop doing that, honey. It's time for us to act like wealthy people so that we can start living in abundance. And when we have abundance, we can give money away like we've always wanted to do. So for us, having a lot of money will be great because we'll be able to do more things with our family. But what we really want to do is be able to give more back to our community, to our family. And that's what money's really for. So having a wealth mindset is not to accumulate more for you. It's to accumulate so that you can be a bigger conduit to others. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>